0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fish Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble's, books a million tractor supply company rule king bass pro shops or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com well i'm your host brian sin appreciate you guys listening man we got an exciting show for you today and i'm really excited about this first segment because we've got a first time guest high school i don't even know I should say high school i mean you're on a high school fishing team but he is a lot more than that So, Braxton Hopper, what's going on, Braxton? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So, I may not be describing you right, because you're a man of many talents in the fishing world at a young age already. But (laughs) you own the high school fishing team for Chelsea High School. Yes, sir. But you're also a tournament fisherman outside of that. Yes, sir. What kind of events are you fishing? Are you fishing like the local Alabama bass fishing are you fishing a bigger thing? What are you fishing? It depends,
1: really. If there's like a big tournament, like big whole bunch of local people from around here on the Coosa or it, it's anywhere around here, we'll go and me and my dad will go and getting that, or me and my buddy will get in that. It's just whatever. Like if there's a tournament and it's on a lake, we know some people that are going to be there. Like let's get in this right here. Let's go fish this, and we end up fishing it. There you go.
0: You've had some pretty good tournament success already at a young age, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've done. I mean, I've I've won a couple. You've Won some pretty good ones, from what I understand. Of course, you know I'm listening to my son <laughs> on this, so you know things kind of may tend to get blown up a little. But but according
1: to him, you've you've won some pretty big events and and done well already. It's not easy to win. Like it's, I'm never going to win them all and like be on top of everybody and do better than everybody. But, but I can say I have won a couple and some pretty good ones. Yes, sir. I can. That's awesome,
0: man. Good stuff. How's the Chelsea fishing team doing? I and just talk to me a minute about that and, and how long you've been a part of that, kinda of how you got involved and the growth that you've seen in it since you've been a part of it.
1: Right. I moved in I went to Pelham City Schools my whole life up until last year when the fish Pelham fish team which I create I I made and I was like everybody else was leaving. I was thinking like I can't stay here. There's I won't have a chance at championships. nothing and my dad we're like let's just move on to Chelsea we'll get in there we know some people there so I've been a part of it since last year and I mean as soon as you get there you can tell like the environment from being on a four boat team to probably ten boats you can already go ahead and tell like okay we're gonna be all right. this is a lot better I feel more comfortable with this and they're not bad either like they can go out and they can compete actually for District 3, King of the Coosa, which is probably – and if you go out and ask anybody, they'll say that District 3 is the hardest division to compete in. Chelsea won Team of the Year back-to-back years. That's with awesome. With the counting this year. Yes, there is. That's a big deal. And, you know, we've had some high finishers, me and my buddy Peyton Harris. We fished together, who goes to Chelsea. And me and him, we've won a couple tournaments. We've got some top tens, top fives. We've won a couple of them. I feel like there's a lot of seniors going now, but there's a lot of juniors down here, too, or in the the junior division. They're competing with the big boys, too, and I feel good about the future about Chelsea Fishing. I really do.
0: That's awesome, man. And, you know, this whole high school fishing scene has really come on, really kind of taken hold over the last, I don't know, five years. It's been, seems like it's been a huge growth in it. I mean, a lot of these high schools now are that haven't had teams in the past. Now they're getting teams. The teams that were established are getting bigger. And it just, this sport is growing, man. And it's awesome to see.
1: Right. That's right. Yeah. I don't see it dying off anytime soon at all. Like at all. I think it's just going to double and double and double and double. When I first started my eighth grade year, when I was at Pelham, it was like, I could tell like I, in my head, I was thinking I can just go ahead and do this for fun. I, there's no way I can be as good as these dudes up here winning everything. And my first ever high school tournament I ever get into, I win it. And I'm like, okay. Uh-oh. I was just thinking right then. I was like, okay, okay uh, that's, Maybe I just got lucky. Go to the next one, I do pretty good in it. I get like a fourth or something. And then to go to the next one, I do pretty good in it. I, I can't remember what I placed, but I, I didn't do terrible. And then now I'm thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. I can do this. I can win I can win against these guys, and I can make a name for myself. I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I know you want to f- – because before this, I was fishing those like local weekend tournaments with my dad up until this point and I sat down with him I said dad this can get serious like I can do this right here he had a gambler that he had for about probably pushing 20 years and sold it and he got a 2017 Triton black and gray and this is well this is in 2017 he bought a 2017 Triton for he got it for me to do the high school stuff and Triton gold which is $7,000 if you win and got that for me to do high school tournaments and ever since then i just kind of shot off but now the competition has gotten way 10 times harder than it was back then when now i'm kind of like sitting here thinking i don't think this is gonna like i know right now high school fishing is going nowhere and it's going to stay around for a long time well and now too you're getting the college teams and, and now that you're
0: starting to see people get scholarships uh me and you talked the other day about some mutual acquaintances and friends that we have that, you know, are going to Montevallo on, on scholarship now. And, and, uh, we've right. got several of the Auburn fishing team guys that are on here all the time. And so, right. man, it's exciting to see where the sport's going. And, and like you said, I don't think it's going anywhere, but, up man, we're in such a great state with so many lakes and so many people that fish that it's just, uh, it's, it's a great fit and a great time to, to watch this thing grow and blossom and, and see guys like yourself get out there and have an opportunity that you would not have had had it not been for high school fishing. I mean, right? like you said, you were like, okay, I love to fish and me and my dad enjoy it. But now all of a sudden you get into on a high school fishing team and you win something, and then you place again, and then you win something. You're like, dude. I can do this. This is I really right. like. This is what I want to do. <laughs> right, that's completely right. You know, I'd love to get a report from you. I understand that you were down to Coosa on Lake Martin this weekend, right? Yes, sir, I was. And uh, what what tournament was that? It was the Silicon Marine.
1: And how how did you finish? Uh, me and my friend Hall Hobbs, we got seventh. We finished seventh, and we had thirteen seventy five. Thirteen seventy. How many boats ran
0: that one? I want to say 120, close to it, 120. Hey, seven out of that, man, that's pretty strong. That's still really good. You got to be proud. Uh, I'm, I'll take it 100%. Dang right, man. Well, what was the key on Lake Martin this week when you went down there? I mean, we got the water coming up down there right now. We had some great warm weather. I mean, what a awesome weekend to fish. Thankfully, we didn't have, like, the tornadoes and stuff or three inches of rain like we did last night, but... Kind of when you went down, there, what were you kind of
1: where were you looking for fish? Where were the fish? What were you using? Give us some detail on that. Well, it's been real warm, so it's getting hot. Like it's starting to get hot right now. it's, a little, it's cooled off a little bit, but it was hot. It's it was like in the eighties, nineties, kept pushing nineties, and those fit the water temps are starting to get up in the mid sixties, sixties, mid sixties, and that pushes those fish shallow. Like immediately, the fish that were out deep during the winter or whenever just out there deeper. That pushes them. They're, they're wanting to make a bed and they're wanting to spawn. So I had that game plan in mind and thought through my head the entire tournament, like, okay, I know there's fish up here. Y'all can go out there and do y'all's deep stuff. We're, I'm staying right here where I know how to fish and catch them. So me and my buddy, we start off. There's somebody sitting on our hole, which is, I'm sure it's community, y'all. And we start, we go into another place and we can tell automatically they're up shallow still. So I'm thinking, heck. Yes, I told my friends like we're about to do we're about to catch them. I just had a feeling, and we catch five real small ones, you know, just get us going li- little limit real quick. Then I think of a jerkbait. And there's a I know where a brush pile was. It comes up pretty high uh, under the water, and I threw it over the, that pile, and I lay into a big one. Like it was it was probably pushing five. pounds. It was a big one. Dang. You can see her down there. She's shaking and splashing and everything, and she looked like she was eight pounds. Like she looked Fat. enormous, and we get her up. I, my buddy nets her. I'm like, oh my god, five pounder on Martin. That's like that's big fish, that's on almost. Martin. Uh, that's unheard of. Yeah. So I get her in. I start calling and everything. My buddy gets up there. He says, Oh my god, dude, I got a biggin. Next cast after I get this fish in, and he's got another. He's got another biggin, and he's dogging him and dogging him. He's he's not letting her fight or nothing. He's just cranking her in, and I'm freaking out like. In my in my head the whole time, I can just picture in slow motion that big one just jumping and flying off. But we ended up catching her, and it was probably a four. It was probably four and a half, I would say. And they were both post-spawn, believe it or not. What? Yes, sir. They were post-spawn. They were long and skinny. They had huge heads, huge. Wow. So then I was like, okay, now I know what to do. And I was, I didn't think in my head, like I was just coincidence. I was thinking, like, those fish, this is where they want to be. They want to be in these brush piles that are in, but a little bit shallower. And we go to the next one. Boom, three-pounder. Go to the other one. I throw a spook in a tree this time, actually, and I catch another three-pounder. And it came up all the way out of the tree, deeper water. Oh, I'm sitting in 20 foot, and I'm throwing a top water over trees, and there's a three-pounder coming up eat it. That made me pretty happy. We're, we were supposed to be due in by 3.30, and – We go behind where the ramp is or where the check-in is to this little pocket behind the ramp. And my buddy takes a freaking chatterbait, just dumb luck, catches him another one that culled out pretty good that put us in the top ten. That's awesome, man. Oh, It was great. I was on top of the world. So
0: you went down there, you know the fish with cause of the water temperature fish are going to be moving up. You you already know that. Correct. And yeah. so you go in right. you're fishing some shallow water and then you hit this brush top and you go okay, they're keying on these, so let's go find some more brush tops.
1: Right. I mean, I we had to make an adjustment cuz what we were doing it was not was going to win. It was it just was not. And I think the dudes that won it, I'm good friends with I I know him pretty good from my dad. My dad knows him pretty good and I know him. I think they wanted bed fishing. I have no clue, but if I had to assume 20 pounds on Lake Martin had to have come from bed fishing. Good had gracious. To. That's what it was, was 20 pounds? It was 1980, a, and they had a six-something big fish Yes, That's a big day on Martin. I would love that right there. Yeah, that's a that's big a, that's day That's a good on Martin. story to tell. Hey, you
0: ain't kidding. So when you were fishing, you were fishing any particular color seemed to do better than the other, or is it just mainly being in the right area on fish
1: and, and just I covering a lot of ground? I mean, I'm sure the color, we I mean, we didn't throw like real bright, like white, chartreuse colors that stick out in that real clear water. We were just throwing like green pump, black, you know, something that's not real flashy and natural. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that had some to do with it, and I think if anything, it was more about finding the right, where like what they want to be in, and then just go hitting a bunch of that until you find the fish like that are going to get you up there in the standings pretty good. Right. That's just me. That's what, yes, sir. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, and you. I mean, we've talked before, but you. I mean, you like Martin this time of year. I mean, it's been good to you, and
1: uh you catch a lot of fish. Oh yeah, you catch you. Me and my buddy, we caught probably. Six Seventy, if I had to guess. Good gracious, it was insane. Like they were up there munching. Just not a lot of big ones. We we found four, you know, good ones, and we had we had one that was. It, it hurt us a little bit. It was. It wasn't very big, but we caught a bunch, and I love that. I, I any time of the year, I know I can go there. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have a limit, but that's not good enough. Everybody's gonna have a limit. Right. That's just not good enough for me. I want to go out there and I want to win. So I right. got to go find the fish that are above average and then go find you like a six, a lucky six-pounder that just latched onto your bait. That's yeah. that's just me, and I love I love that place. It's real fun. Well, and that's encouraging,
0: man, especially for the guys that maybe just be going out on the weekend and not tournament fishing. Is just like, okay, I just want to go somewhere and catch some fish, put them in the boat, and just have a good time, man. So just it's encouraging that you can go out there and catch 50, 60, 70 fish in a day.
1: That's oh, exciting. Right. You yeah. can go out there and do anything you want, and they'll bite it this time of year anything yeah. oh yeah any time of the year really i wouldn't say like any time but mostly if you go out there you can throw anything you want to and you'll catch them any way you want to anywhere you want to anything you want you'll catch them well that's good to
0: hear man martin's getting better and better we've talked about that on the show before how martin sometimes doesn't have the reputation that some of these other lakes have is more considered a recreational boating type it gets overlooked as a fishery. It's right. a great fishery. Oh yeah. It's awesome. There is a lot of people like boats out there and whatnot, but it, they fish is great. I love it to death. Well, what's next for you, man? Where are you going from here? Where are you going next? Back to Martin actually Saturday. You got another tournament.
1: Yes, sir. It's a
0: high school TBF high school tournament. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Well, and so with the high school y'all, how long does your season last? When does it, when do y'all do like uh, the championship and all that stuff?
1: It depends on the trail, like for everything, end all, like the last tournament of the year is probably ends in, I would say late July. Yeah, probably late July. And it starts right back up in September. So it's, cool. it's really like year round, really. Good deal. They're hard on it. Heck yeah,
0: man. Well, man, look, thank you for jumping on. And before I let you go, one of the things that we always like to do at the end of every segment is we like to have a tip of the day. So, for this week's Kusa Talapusa tip of the day, what would your tip be if somebody's going out this weekend and wants to go to Martin and catch a lot of fish? What would your tip be? What would you tell them?
1: If it was me and I wanted, I knew I can go out and catch a bunch of fish. I would take a jerk bait, yeah, just a normal jerk bait and probably a shaky head, and I'd stay pretty shallow, you know, 10 foot, 12 foot, I'd just fish everything on the bank, I'd just start casting down the bank and working the bait down, because those fish are up there, and they're wanting to, they're thinking about spawning, or some of them are spawning, really, and you put them anywhere, you put that bait, any of those baits, 10 foot near them, they're just going to commit suicide right on it, you'll catch a bunch if you went out and do, if it was me, that's what I would be doing good stuff man
0: all right braxton buddy i sure appreciate it man thank you for jumping on and uh i know you got a meeting coming up for the fishing team so i don't want to hold yes, you up. i'll let you get to that and look forward to I mean, having you, you back is. on here again soon man good luck to you brother
1: heck yeah man i appreciate it, I all appreciate right, man. it. Hey, thank you having me on here I, it's fun
0: man i appreciate hey, we'll, it we'll do it again soon take care yes sir you take care now all right bye. This week's tip of the day for Kusa Tallapoosa is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371, or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know how to grow big. All right, awesome segment, man. Love having these younger guys on. I mean, and Braxton, man, what a well-spoken young man. Sounds like he's really doing good and making a name for himself. So, man, hats off to all these high school fishermen but but Braxton, we really enjoyed him being on the on the show today and look forward to him coming back on again. but let's go north for our second segment for the Tennessee Smith Lake report with Captain Jim Leary Captain Jim, how are you sir? doing good how you doing? I'm doing good man i was enjoying some of this warmer weather till today anyway, until we got the storms coming through you y'all get any tornadoes up there on y'all. Yeah, I believe so.
2: Uh, Over there in Balington, just up the mountain from me, I'm pretty sure they had a tornado after they pretty much said it was all clear last night. That's about right. And my buddy that just left the house come through there, and he he told me it was a disaster.
0: Oh, my goodness. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, dang, man. Well, obviously before uh those storms we man we had some beautiful days temperature was warming up i'm sure you know the water temperature warming up i know you've been fishing on pickwick and gunner for both lately man i'd love for you to kind of give us a report on both of those and kind of what's been going on there and how the fishing is yeah man uh we'll start with gunnersville because uh, that's where i
2: do my guiding at it was going really well i mean we were catching Good fish and good size fish. I mean, it was getting right. Then we had the influx of all these tournaments. And I believe Saturday there was probably anywhere from 1,000 to 1,400 boats on the water. And, uh, well, you know, in these high school tournaments, they have unlimited numbers of what they can have. And I heard there was upwards of 400 boats in that one tournament. Then uh, you had the ABT here. They are 225. Then the Angler's Choice and the... Fishers of men national championship got to start their practice on Friday, I believe. And Good their tournament night. started. There. That's a lot of pressure. And, and their tournament started today for each of them. They were starting on the exact same days. I'm telling you, it, it's a circus. There's not even a ringleader. They just have tournaments on top of tournaments on top of tournaments. Something's got to give because we can't go out and
0: enjoy the lake. You would think that that would be managed to where they only had one tournament. <laughs> one one on one for the weekend i mean i just i mean
2: i'm telling you that it's getting to the point where the people that live here within a 40 mile radius can't even enjoy going out on the lake
0: you cannot find a parking spot at a ramp unless you get there an hour or two before everybody you know like normally rolls in and then every bank you go down somebody you know five more boats have just fished it in front of you unless you you know the
2: first one to it something's got to give i mean i ain't using this as a something to get up and talk about it but something sure. you got to give i mean it, it makes a hard on guides as well because places we like to go fish you know where we've been getting fish there's two or three boats there and you, you can't pull in there it's just you just can't do it i can't do it
0: and gunnerful is a big body of water but 1400 boats i mean wow right yeah i mean that that's just a little it's a little high a little high We were catching them. Now,
2: granted, this week about a lot of cancellations because of the weather. People don't want to fish in the rain or tornadoes. Now, Um, (laughs) right up until then, I mean, we were getting them right outside the spawning areas. It was lining up to be really good. I did give some areas to a couple buddies that fished the ABT. I think they finished 20th or 21st. They caught a lot of fish. They they estimated they caught 60 fish in the tournament, and they I think they had 17 pounds. We were catching them just outside. You know, when I say outside, you know, you you got a flat, comes out and drops off, you know, and if it's a protected area, we're catching right in there on square bills and rattle traps, as was the the main two baits we were catching them on. And just had had several key areas where we were catching them. And it was, like I said, man, it was getting really good. I was excited for it. Yeah, bigger fish starting
0: to catch, starting to catch some
2: good fish. Yeah, and they're. they're white so they're continually coming into you you know like they're moving in and Mm -hmm. you sat there you might catch five or six and it'll go dead for about 10 minutes and it's like five or six more pulled up you caught five or six more same spot not moving the boat it was it was getting really good now these storms the lakes come up an easy two foot from yesterday oh man yeah and and there's the chocolate milk's rolling now You can look across there if you're up on a high enough elevation, and you'll see the streaks of the mud coming into the main lake from the creeks. What does that do to the fish? Our fish here, you know, it's different on every lake, but here they don't adapt well to it. It takes them a few days to, I don't say necessarily get comfortable, but I think they move to where they are comfortable. Mm -hmm. it's probably up against something, a dock or grass line. They move from where they were. And, uh, I just don't think they feed as well because they're used to, you know, like a two foot visibility most of the time, but if it stays muddy long enough, you know, they will get back into certain areas like where they
0: kind of were and you can catch them again. It, they're just not going to swim real far to eat it. You got to get it in front of them. Get it right in front of them. Right. Yeah. I didn't know if they drop back out into a little deeper water at that point, or if they move up even shallower to the, you know, looking for, some, uh, trying to find some, some cleaner water.
2: Well, with the water coming up, I believe they they're going to follow it up just because the temperatures—it's warm. Water temps pushing sixty where it was before all this. You know, we were seeing fifty-eight, sixty degrees by the end of the day. This is just a little hiccup. I mean, it, we'll get back on track after the storm, but it was getting really good. Man, I can't great. stress it enough.
0: Well, it's <laughs> that when that water temperature starts coming up like that, that's a that's that's an exciting time. I know for you guys and and for your fishermen for sure. You know, is this the time of year that you usually see, uh, what time of year do you catch your biggest fish? Is it spawn time of the year or it's right now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, this is,
0: I do a thing, and last year was the first year I didn't do it because we had such a horrible March,
2: but this March is like a normal March and I call it the madness of March. I don't call it March madness, but it's madness of March and we always seem to catch really big fish this time of year. We're getting there. I mean, it's about to pop off where... You know, we should see some seven, eight, nine pounders in a week or so, catch them you know, maybe one or two a week,
0: maybe. Do those bigger fish just move up later? Do the, the the smaller fish move up first and the bigger ones kind of follow them and that's when you're catching them?
2: Yes and no. Um, Some some parts of the lake, you know, the real big ones pull up first and, and like other parts of the lake, you know, they're a little later. Like for some reason this year, like I we haven't caught many little ones. You know, our average is three pounds and up right now. We just haven't caught real small ones i think they're males i think they're big males man three pounds at three three plus average how solid i'm telling you it was getting good i i haven't posted any pictures or nothing i've just been keeping it to myself it's been kind of busy to sit down and try to do anything on the website or anything so we just haven't put anything up
0: so mainly what you're doing right now is you're fishing like square bills mm battle traps and just off the the bedding areas the fish getting ready to move up yeah we're you know, we've been focusing in the creeks. That's been our little,
2: our little deal is running creeks. Like I said, some of them, you don't have to leave. You can sit there and just catch them throughout the day without, you know, leaving.
0: And they'll just steady be following that creek up.
2: <laughs> it is. It's like they're supposed to be doing. It's like they read the book. Like, like a highway. They're <laughs> and
0: they're just steady mm-hmm. That is great. Yep. Good stuff. But then uh,
2: So then, you know, had a BFL last weekend over on Pickwick. Mm-hmm. I went over there Thursday and Friday in practice. I was actually coming home by eight o'clock Friday morning because I needed more stuff. I didn't bring enough. I knew what I was going to be doing. I got the new Lowrance active target. I had the one bracket for scout mode, which is, you know, like the horizontal position and got to have that on Gunnersville just because of all the grass. And then uh, when I got over there, they don't have a bunch of grass. They have a lot of open area and I needed it to be facing forward. So I drove back to Gunnersville and got the right bracket, installed it all here at the house and went out and tested it make sure it's how I wanted it. Got up at 1230 in the morning and drove back over to Pickwick, actually over Mississippi mm. to the J.P. Coleman Park. You know, that's where the tournament went out of. It was like a two-hour, 40-minute drive. So we did that, and things started off really cool because the first place that I stopped on, I couldn't go where I wanted. There was a boat there, so I started on my on my backup spot, which at the time was all largemouth. Like, I mean, I found – caught a good one, and I made another cast and shook it off. Tournament morning, pulled up. They were all smallmouth. Uh. About three – Caught two really big ones and I caught a decent one. Then I moved around and caught two more largemouths. Then um, fished throughout the day using my active target. I was finally able to call up twice close to the end of the day with like another four and a four and a half, I think is what. Yeah. And I had 19 pounds, 15 ounces, and I
0: took second. That's awesome, man. Congrats.
2: Thank you. The guy that that won it had 25 and he had a nine and a half pounder to go with it.
0: Good night. That
2: helps yeah i wish i had it yeah uh, it was a good tournament i go back next weekend for another bfl for the, actually the choo-choo division i went over there to get away from the crowd
0: at gunnersville
2: because of all the madness that's why i decided yeah. to go over there and fish well i heard big um, week has
0: just been on fire the last few weeks
2: it's been is well if i can drive over there and figure it out in a day
0: i mean anybody can go over and figure it out in a day <laughs>
2: It was pretty fun.
0: So you fishing at, at Pickwick, were you are you fishing same type style, trying to catch pretty Not sp-
2: necessarily.
0: Not necessarily. I,
2: not a whole lot of grass. So I just went with the typical Pickwick stuff. You know, I just was fishing bars and bank. You know, the bank was my better deal because I felt like the fish wanted to be there with all the current. Mm-hmm. So I did really well on the banks, just going up and down a couple of banks. That's where I called at. You know, I you, started on a little
0: little shell bed in the morning. What were you what are you fishing the bikes with? Square bill. Square bill. Is yeah. there a particular color this time of year that you like to key on with that? Well, the watercolor is real pretty, so I just went with a shag color. I threw a red some. I
2: I got some bites on that in practice, but I, I just felt like everybody was throwing red, so I just went the other
0: way. Right. Went with a shag color. Yeah, buddy likes red this time of year, no doubt.
2: I know. <laughs> It works. I it
0: works. Don't work for me all the time because I just kind of do a little different. I don't want to. Don't want to be fishing some. You know, behind somebody doing the exact same thing. You know. Well, hey, coming so in second. To mix it up. Uh, coming in second, nineteen pounds. You was doing something right. Well, the fish this time of year, like throughout the day, do you change your technique or, or change your area? Like you start off really in, in one area and then with one bait, and then as the day sun gets hotter and more daylight do you go to a different pattern
2: i did i had because i stopped getting bit what i was doing the day before in practice or the two days ago in practice nothing was working so i just started eliminating areas and baits and then got a bite you know then i got another bite you know that allowed me to call up you know once i started figuring out that they wanted to be shallow like stupid shallow so kind of just process of elimination just kept going through you know where i thought they would be until i found them yeah you know it got real warm
0: that day i I ended up being in shorts and a t-shirt
2: i mean it was it was real nice
0: yeah it got nice it did now we get now we're back in jackets again for a few days yeah we're
2: paying for it now
0: yeah paying for it now (laughs) (laughs) well man it sounds like uh there again congratulations on last weekend and and good luck this coming weekend back on pickwick if you were going to give a tip of the day for pickwick or gunnels you can choose whichever one you want uh, what would your tip be for the Tennessee River-Smith Lake? Well,
2: I know it's time for the bridges. I mean, you could get on a bridge and probably catch you a bunch of fish right now on Gunnersville. And Pickwick, I ain't too sure, because it's flooded right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the leaks got postponed today. They are supposed to be day one there today. And the water come up and flooded the campground. So oh, I man. knew that. And, and the wind was, too, was really high blowing against that current. And it stacks those waves up. So... I know it got postponed, and I've heard rumors it might be canceled, like rescheduled for later. Pickwick, I mean, without water coming up, it'd be hard not to get in some of those pockets and start dragging because them fish are ready to spawn over there.
0: They're I think they're farther along than our fish seems like. Good stuff, man. Well, Captain Jim, man, we appreciate it. Thank you for jumping on again, buddy. I always love having you on here, and you always give a great report. If somebody wants to come book a trip with you, you are the man that can put them on some fish, so how's the best way for them to reach you?
2: You can always call 256-698-6593. I have a website where you can contact us through if you want to type it out. It's, it's GunnersvilleBassGuides.com, and the regular social media, the Instagram and the Facebook, it's Gunnersville as well. And we answer them all, so it's not
0: too hard to get a hold of us well good deal well guys if y'all are listening to it and and you want to book a trip give captain jim a call and and uh man you won't regret it you'll catch some fish and you'll learn a lot about the lake too so give him a call captain jim we appreciate it man good luck in the tournament this weekend and uh we look forward to having you back on here soon my friend well, i appreciate it guys take care all right take care well we appreciate it this week's tennessee river smith lake tip of the day is brought to you by sun south from outdoors equipment, parts, services, accessories, Sun South has you covered. On the best for less, visit Sun South or sunsouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. Sun South for those that do. All right. That was another great segment by Captain Jim Larry. It's always good to have him on the show, man. The guy catches fish, that's for sure. And it's always a, always a good segment that we look forward to having. So let's head down south alabama since we've already been middle we've already been north let's go down to eufaula for our eufaula west point report with clayton bass clayton my friend how are you sir doing pretty good enjoying this beautiful weather finally well until until yesterday in the day
1: anyway
3: that's right but it's supposed to be a little cooler this weekend and then we'll go right back up but i don't think it's going to affect the fish too much i mean they've already started their uh, migration and up some still there already up some's out deep it's just a good time to go fishing because you can catch them doing a little bit of everything right now
0: heck well how are you catching them that's what i want to know
3: to be honest with you the last week or so i've had clients go and i ask them how they want to go catch them you want to go out there and catch them 20-25 feet you can you want to go learn how to sight fish we can do that you want to go learn how to use the new low Ranch active target we can do that it's right now you can kind of pick your poison
0: you can mix it all together you are the second segment in a row that's talked about the lawrence active target captain jim leary was on here right before you up in pickwick and gunnersville man he, he was talking about using that last several days as well second it's crazy one, good is, is it the same basically same thing as Livescope?
3: yes it's a little better it's clearer cleaner and it's a whole lot more user friendly than Livescope is
0: how do you use it? What's your? I mean, I, I know there's probably different people that may use it different, but on you fall, how do you use it to catch fish?
3: Obviously, everybody's seen all the recent stuff that you follow with the jerk baits and stuff over the brush. That's just one way you can use it. I had a client miss a giant the other day on a dock, and I because I shined it up there, and I could see one big fish at my post, and I told him to throw a chatterbait up there, and he hooked it, but he couldn't do nothing with it after he hooked it there's so many ways you can do it i mean i was catching them out in 20 to 25 feet this weekend on ledges and i could sit there and watch the school move around on the ledge there's endless uses for that thing it's incredible
0: that's crazy that's, that's I mean, you can one actually them, watch, you can watch them swim around on it that's from one of them true game changers right yeah, i'd highly suggest it i need to get me one of those so when do the, you know, you talk about catching fish in, in 20 foot of water or two foot of water. At what point will you fall, uh, or does it, I mean, I'm assuming those fish in 20 foot of water, is that going to end? I mean, are they going to eventually start, move up as well, and then you've got a bigger, con, and then you're just going to concentrate shallow, or, or is there always a deep water bite there?
3: There is always a deep water bite when you follow because the fish that are up right now, when they, those fish that are out there in 20 feet of water, when they make their push to go spawn, the fish that are up right now, they're going to be migrating out. So eventually, like right now, I'm catching nothing but pre-spawn out there. And you might catch a post-spawn every now and then, but not many. But you give it a couple of weeks, I'm going to be catching pre-spawn and post-spawn out there on those deeper holes. So And then the rotation
0: just continuously does that. Wow. That's good, man. It's just a
3: never-ending cycle. I stay out offshore the whole summer.
0: Yeah. When you're fishing, like, let's just stay shallow right now. You're fishing for spawning fish, and what are you fishing with? Are you Are you mainly okay. fishing at that point, or? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I
3: like catching them any way I can see them, it, whether it's 25 feet on a graph or I'm looking at them through my coasters. It's one or the other. But we've got this rain that just came in, so it's going to be a little harder to see some of them. When it comes into that, I'm flipping a little creature bait, uh, some kind of stick worm, anything like that'll work. But if I can actually watch them and look at them and catch them on the bed, I'm go. That's the way I prefer to do it. That's awesome. Oh, this new moon, there's a big push up right now. I mean, I had a trip two days ago, and in a fifty yard section, there was twenty pounds laying on the bed. Good gracious.
1: They're there.
0: That's. So what size fish are you catching? I mean, obviously, there's got to be you catching some big ones to have that kind of – make that kind of statement.
3: Yeah, the biggest one we saw that day, and granted, we went offshore for a little while, and then it was just a four-hour trip. And we went offshore for a little while. We probably caught 15 offshore. And then we went shallow, and he wanted to catch some off the bed. And we caught some off the bed. But, I mean, the buck, we caught several good bucks that were close to four pounds, which, I mean, that's a real big buck. Mm -hmm.
0: and we saw a couple of six pounders swimming around what is the art and and, and we'll just stay in eufaula i know you can probably take this to other lakes but when you're sight fishing obviously you got a good pair of glasses do you want the sun facing you do you want it behind you does it matter i mean how close to the bank are you keeping your boat and are you just you're just i like the sun i like
3: the sun behind me But you kind of got to play with it this time of year because, like, right now we got a bunch of wind today. And sometimes that wind ripple will put a glare on it at certain angles, so you kind of got to play with it. and A good push pole is – like that's one big key. And when I see the fish, I normally stay as far off as I can, and I'll cast up there even if I'm not looking at the fish. Mm
2: -hmm. But then
3: if I don't get bit doing that, then I'll push pole up there just easy where I can barely see him. Because after a fish sees you, then – he the chances of catching him, yeah, it gets tough, and it drops. And it's like, he's locked down. You're going to catch him, but it's going to take you longer. And a tournament, you don't want it to take that long. If he's locked on that bed, you want to be able to pull it there three or four flips and keep rolling.
0: So are you looking for, when you're looking in the water, you're looking for that washed out, maybe the white of the bottom. You're looking for that circle. Is that, am I correct in that? I'm looking for. I'm looking for a sand spot
3: or what a bunch of people don't look for is, and they'll bet on it too, is look for a black spot,
0: one or the other. And then once you see that spot, then you start keying in, looking for the fish.
3: Right. If I see it before I'm coming up to it, I'll cast a wacky rig or a Texas rig or something up there four or five times, just to see if there's a fish there and I can get it to bite. But if I don't, then I'll ease up there real slow where I can kind of see what's sitting there.
0: And that's where you use the push pole. Right. I use a push pole a lot just to be quiet. Man, that'd be a fun way to fish.
3: It's kind of, to me, it's kind of like hunting and fishing and Easter egg hunting all in one.
0: Right. Speaking you know, of, speaking of hunting, there, what you going to be doing Saturday morning? You going fishing or you going turkey hunting?
3: I've got guide trips every day. <laughs> but if I get on if i get out there and i start hearing them birds go off then it's gonna be remind me that i might have to get my butt in the woods that afternoon after my trip
0: i know you a turkey hunter that's why i threw that out there so i i'll I tell you what you take them guys fishing and then i'll send you a picture of what i kill saturday morning just to make you feel better <laughs> i'll send you a picture of what we catch and make you feel a little better. there you go there you go good stuff well it sounds like things are are happening in new fall right now for sure i mean On a normal day, right now, you're taking somebody out guiding. I mean, how many fish? What kind of numbers are you catching? I mean, I know you obviously you catch good fish, but what kind of numbers? Yeah, we're
3: average. You know, twenty or twenty five fish. It kind of depends. Like, if you if I take a guy out there and he finds, you know, we pull up, there's a giant on the bed, and he wants to spend two hours trying to catch a seven or eight pounder, then you know, obviously that's going to hurt the numbers game. But he's going after a big one that's sitting right there, you know, on the bed. Right, but. Catching numbers offshore right now. Uh, you catch you can catch them shallow pretty good. Just fishing. Everybody, everybody I've had wants to learn how to sight fish. So my numbers have been lower when I went shallow, just sure, for the yeah. sheer fact of me, you know, trying to teach people. Because I mean, it's an art, and I know plenty of people that are a thousand times better than I am at it. But it's definitely an art when it comes to that sight fishing, as well as it is offshore. Uh, you know, my bread and butter is offshore. When they get out there, that's normally when I
0: that's tend when to you do a little better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are you fishing with uh, offshore right now? I mean, any any particular lure that you hone honing in uh, on? I'm
3: catching on a uh, three-quarter ounce football jig, uh, jinko CD25 uh, big plug, um, a drop shot. It's kind of the same stuff you'd catch them on in the summer, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, throwing a little bit brighter colors this time of year they'll tend to bite those and a little bit better than in the summer when you have to go to more natural stuff
0: all the schools offshore like that in that deeper water are are there as many does it seem to be as many fish in the schools this time of year as i I know in the summertime when those fish really move out there and school up i mean that's like you said that's your bread and butter and you kill them that time of year are they still big schools off right now or is it kind of just more schools and maybe less in them or no it's big
3: like it's pretty big schools but there's not as many schools like i mean i got a ton of places that they get this like get offshore and maybe a quarter to a fifth of them have fish on them right now where in the summertime every one of them will you can just rotate through from spot to spot
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's fun man i'd love to come do some of that sight fishing that'd be a great way to, that'd be a fun way to fish and like you said just it's, it's kind of mixes the hunting and the fishing all together in one uh so that would be right up it, in my alley and when you're looking, you never know what you're going to roll up on. You can roll up on some three-pounders. You could roll up
3: on a couple of those, seven or
0: eight. Man, that's, that's fun stuff. So for this week's you follow West Point tip of the day, what would your tip be?
3: Tip this week, get you a good push pole and a good pair of polarized sunglasses and go out there and have some fun because there's a bunch of fish up shallow right now. But if you prefer to do that, and you're not catching, and you're not fishing a tournament, let those fish go where you catch them at. That way, they'll go right back to that nest, and they'll have another female sitting there with them, and they can all sit there and spawn.
0: Man, that's a great tip. I, and that's something, yeah, man. Throw them, throw them bed fish back when you catch them, and and let them do their thing. Uh, so that's a really good tip. And this week's you follow West Point tip of the day is brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18 base service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside Alabama, 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. All right, folks, that's going to be a wrap for the week. Please subscribe, rate, drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, and as always, if you'd like us to email you a podcast, just text the word FISHING to 646-495 nine eight six seven and we will email you the show each and every week so for this week's show that is a wrap we appreciate it and look forward to talking to you again next week see ya This week's Alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by Great Days Outdoors magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com and brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and these guys know how to grow big. And brought to you by sun south from outdoor equipment parts services accessories sun south has you covered on the best for less visit sun south or sunsouth.com for quality john deere equipment sun south for those that do and brought to you by bucks island is a family owned and operated business since 1948 at BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass pontoon bow rider style boats new and used motors as well as kayaks for sale give them a call at 256-442-2588 and brought to you by brian Sand with national land realty you already trust me with your fishing report so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well just give me a call at 601-383-2344